Hey friends, good morning. Good Sunday morning to you. Thank you for joining me for Breaking Open the Word. I'm Father Ron on this, I want to say 20th Sunday of Ordinary Time, but I know none of you really care, so what number it is. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Our gospel today is from the 12th chapter of Luke. It is verse 49 to 53, and here it goes. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Wow. Ouch. That's what I want to say. Ouch. You know, I've come not to bring peace, but division. And you know what I want to know? How come I always get these kinds of Gospels and Father Michael gets the love one another as I have loved you Gospels? It's unfair. Really, I've come to bring division? <laughs> but thankfully, Gospels like these are few and far between in Scripture. But there's an important lesson Jesus is sharing in these rather harsh-sounding and violent, really, passages. And it has to do with the foundation of our relationship with God and His promise of life to us. It is about the very thing Jesus lived and gave His life for in order that we might be saved. Faith. All of these violent words and division and not bringing peace, it's about faith. And, you know, we tend to think of faith, the word faith. You know, we align it with strength and security. You know, we tell someone to have faith. And what we mean, be strong and resolute. Don't worry, don't question. When we describe someone as being faithful, what do we mean? That they don't waver, they're secured firmly in what they believe. But everything about the life and teaching of Jesus was about drawing and inviting people into faith, into relationship with his Father and himself, is it not? But do you notice that most every occasion of that invitation begins with disruption? I think I just spit. <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, that invitation to a deeper faith in one's life almost always begins by letting go of something so that something new and beautiful might be found. Kind of 
just the opposite of how we think of faith or being faithful as secure and strong and immovable. The first thing Jesus does as he begins his ministry, invites some fishermen in a boat to let go of their livelihood, their security, and begin a new relationship with him. Right? Drop everything and follow me. Would you have done it? <laughs> I don't think I would have. Jesus was inviting them into faith, but in the process, they had to leave, well, their father and brothers, their security and their job to do so. Or how about the boy who fed 5,000 on the hillside? Remember that gospel story? He had two little fish and I think a loaf of bread. And what does Jesus do? Asks him to let go of the little food he had and promised to bring about a great harvest. And like the fishermen, it was only in the letting go, the disruption, that Jesus could transform the ordinary into something truly amazing. Or how about the gospel out in the boat on the stormy seas? Remember, Jesus invites Peter out of the security and the protection of the boat against the roaring waves and, and the storm. The very thing he was most frightened of, Jesus asks him to step into. Suggesting the path of relationship to Jesus, which is to say faith, is not about always avoiding the disruption, but rather stepping into it. Letting go of our comfort zone, our securities, our habits, so that something bigger, better, more beautiful might emerge. My friends, in all of these invitations of Jesus to let go, the message is not so much that what you're holding on to is bad or wrong. Not at all. You know, our security, our jobs, our food, our safety, that's all good things. In fact, so often... The critical point in all of this, this letting go, was about Jesus drawing people into greatness and, and living the full capacity of their lives as children of God. Living not just a good version of themselves, but the best version. And how is that possible? Well, see, so here's the thing. Jesus knew that it's easy to become complacent. You know it, and I know it in our lives, to, what, to, to settle. You know, to say, well, you know, this is good enough. Our lives so often become routine and repetitive, and suddenly we're not really living life, we're just kind of moving through it, getting by in it. 
We're in nature, but we don't really respect it. We're with our family and those we love, but we don't truly honor them. We have blessing and abundance in our lives, but we don't often recognize it. So how do we move out of this kind of grayness and mediocrity? We need to be disrupted. A stronger force needs to come to knock us off the track of our routines so that we're startled and, and I don't know, maybe for the first time, look around in wonder. <laughs> you know, to feel our heart pounding and know we're alive in the Spirit. I think that's the disruption Jesus is talking about in this gospel. He wants us to live, you know, to, to feel the joy and the wonder. And the division he talks about, the one that he brings, it's about separating us from that routine, that mediocrity, the settling in our lives that says, it's good enough. You know, I remember as a kid, I loved caterpillars. I thought, I thought they were just so amazing, you know, colorful and interesting in their own right. And if I saw one like on a branch or something, I would stick my finger out, you know, and then watch the thing slowly climb and curl up my finger. And I could feel its furry coat drag along as it went, its two little eyes and antenna finding the way forward. <laughs> it was just so cool. But somewhere inside every caterpillar, it knows it can become something even more colorful and amazing. You know, it has the potential not just to move slowly forward through life, but to float into the heavens. Their wings like stained glass windows, vibrant and colorful, not dragging through life, but soaring above it. And all it takes is one thing to make that transformation happen. It's the same thing Peter was asked to do in that boat or that boy on the hillside, to let go and to trust that indeed the promise of something radically new and amazing is waiting to die to oneself, that's the hardest choice a caterpillar makes. But in so doing, oh, resurrection. <laughs> that's why the cross is the central figure of our faith. Only through the letting go, the dying, does something more beautiful emerge? So friends, what might Jesus be inviting you to let go of in your life? What, what boat of security and comfort might Jesus be asking you to step out of?
and to trust him. Right? Where has your life fallen into routine in a way that you've lost amazement? What relationship in your life is toxic, diminishing your spirit? Or, or what pattern, what habit is stealing your joy? Where are you just getting by? Friends, I invite you, join me this week in choosing just one of those areas that you know, your life has fallen into and ask the force of God's love to knock you from it. To trust that in the disruption, in the dying to that part of yourself, like the caterpillar, like Peter in the boat, like the woman at the well, like the man born blind, you'll begin to soar and become alive in a new way. That's his promise. That's what faith is. And in so doing, feeling again the power of the greatest gift of all, God in our lives. You know what I'm letting go of this week? Work. <laughs> yeah! I'm letting go of work. I'm going on vacation, actually. I'm just letting you know. So all of next week, Father Michael is going to be taking over um, my part of the prayer for the God Minute. I'm going with a group of seven other guys, and we're going a backpacking trip on the top of the Teton Mountains in Wyoming. So pray that no bears get me. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, friends, thank you for being with me today. May God's blessing be upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a beautiful day, friends. God love you. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>